Well, hello, and welcome to the Partner Connection. This is Dell Technologies Partner Podcast, and I'm Cheryl Cook, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Kyle Lucheski, who's our Senior Vice President of Global Storage and Platform Solutions and our Apex and Specialty Channel. So welcome, Kyle. Thanks for being here. Hey, Cheryl. Thanks for having me. Very excited to spend some time with you today. I appreciate it, and I know our partners are going to be thrilled to listen to you. So maybe just by way of intro, give a couple minutes of background a little bit on your role and how you lead our specialty organization. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been with the company 18 years in and around the data center and cloud space for all 18 of them. I held a number of different roles in both commercial and enterprise and specialty and core. And day to day, I lead our specialty storage platforms and solutions business, which is really spread across high-end and mid-range and hyper-converge and software-defined, you know, kind of the suite of our storage technologies. And included in that is our Apex as a service and modern consumption businesses, as well as a lot of the exciting things we're doing with multi-cloud. And I think the best part of my job is I get to lead a great team of specialists around the globe, but spend a lot of time with customers and partners, both in one-on-one meetings at partner advisory boards and larger industry events. And uh, it's great to get out on the road a little bit more and great to spend more face-to-face time with everybody as the world opens up a little bit. And we've been having some great conversations around a lot of those products and platforms and technologies over the last few months. Well, thanks so much, Kyle. And I know you're an avid partner advocate and have been in many meetings with you. And I know our partners get to engage with you and your team in go-to-market. So thanks for all your advocacy. And you're in an exciting space, right? You're helping both our Dell sellers and our partners around these incredibly important multi-cloud consumption models, everything moving to subscription-based ratable revenue streams. Can you give our listeners a little context for kind of just what the market opportunity looks like and what the market context and why this trend and increased demand from our customers is shifting in this way to these new modern consumption models? Yeah, absolutely. I think what we continue to hear is that customers are not in one public cloud, they're in two or more. They continue to increase their investment in their private or co-located clouds as well. They've got new challenges in simplifying that multi-cloud landscape. Data growth at the edge continues to be a key theme. And if you lean into the data from IDC and Gartner, about 50% of the information created in the next three years won't come in a public cloud or a centralized data center. It will come out at the edge. Customers increasingly want that cloud experience, but they want it anywhere they have apps and data. And the consumption models continue to shift and evolve. Most customers historically have consumed in a more CapEx-centric way, but the advent of subscription and modern consumption models and the growth of public cloud have shifted customers' objectives towards OpEx and as a service and consumption-oriented methods. And we certainly see that in a lot of the go-forward projections where CapEx spend is expected to be flat to declining while the growth in consumption and as a service will be in the double digits. And the fastest growing segment of that consumption market is what the industry refers to as private IaaS. It's 
slated to be roughly 80% of the growth. And that's a primary vector that our Apex and as a service solutions are designed to help customers and partners solve and address. Well, that's obviously a huge market opportunity and it's moving fast. And I like the fact that you said we really are very targeted with our Apex offers at the sweet spot of that 80% CAG or growth opportunity. So why is that private IaaS or infrastructure as a service poised to grow so fast? Like, why is that the sweet spot? I think it comes down to customers trying to identify a better path forward. And the current options in front of them maybe don't solve the need completely. I think if you look at kind of traditional IT delivered in a CapEx model, there are benefits, control and cost and simplicity, but I think there's frustration still around time to value and some of the financial rigidity of that traditional model and under or over provisioning. If you look on the other side of the coin, public cloud has advantages in scaling and developer resource access and on-demand capability, but customers still see challenges with control and compliance maybe around performance and latency. And I think cost and affordability has always been in the backdrop, but in the current macro environment, it's coming more front and center. And I think what they're looking for is a model that helps take the attributes of traditional IT, that control, that cost, that simplicity, with some of those attributes of public cloud and developing them in a newer model. And I think really Apex is, is where we're helping solve that. We're taking the simplicity and agility of those public cloud experiences with the control and the cost advantages of on-prem infrastructure and delivering them in a more modern consumption and modern experience. And that seems to resonate really well with customers and partners alike. I love that because I think it also offers the opportunity for us and our partners to meet our customers where they are everybody's adoption curve and the realities of their business and the pressures they're under differ. So to your point, accelerating time to market, I often say sometimes the art of the and, right? It gives you the best of both worlds, the control and simplicity with the flexibility and the options. We are, I think, undoubtedly acknowledging we're in a multi-cloud, hybrid cloud world. One size does not fit all right? We're talking about outcomes and use cases and workloads. How would you maybe talk about Apex? Because we put quite a lot of considerable thought in the way with which we're bringing our Apex offers to market. But talk about that Apex strategy and what the relevance is to that concept in this burgeoning trend of multi-cloud, hybrid cloud. Yeah, you know, um, when I kind of think through Apex, there's really three core pillars, right? The first is around multi-cloud simplification. The second is around as a service. And the third's around modern consumption. So just to double click on those for a moment. In multi-cloud, we continue to see public cloud grow and customers be challenged to navigate and manage a multi-cloud landscape and the complexities that exist. And part of our Apex strategy is first, how do we help customers enrich their public cloud experience? And what we're seeing through Project Alpine and a number of other Dell Tech offers that include us taking our industry-leading 
enterprise class software and allowing that to be run in hyperscaler environments or on top of public clouds to enrich those experiences is one way that we're improving the multi-cloud experience while simplifying the way customers manage information across their public and private cloud environment. I think a great example here is the success we've had across our data protection portfolio. We've got over 10 exabytes of data that is native in the public cloud being protected by our data protection assets. So we're enriching that public cloud experience and we're creating a more common data protection framework for private and public resident information. The other kind of theme around multi-cloud is it's not just our software moving and being ported to run in multiple locations, like in that hyperscaler environment, but the inverse is happening too, where the public cloud environments are rapidly trying to identify how they simplify and streamline experiences in private cloud. So a developer that is writing apps in Amazon wants a similar experience if that workload lives on-prem. And we've announced a number of validated designs across all of the major hyperscalers with Amazon EKS and Google Anthos and Microsoft Azure, allowing those hyperscaler developer environments to be run in a validated design on-prem. And we've also really invested in the cloud stacks as well with VMware and Red Hat. And you'll continue to see us drive more innovation and simplification across what I'll call ground to cloud as we move a lot of our assets into multiple environments to simplify and enrich those experiences and create validated designs and hybrid cloud appliances that allow those hyperscaler environments to exist on-prem and in co-located places as well. And then, you know, Cheryl, just to round out those other two points, as a service is all about creating a cloud-like experience wherever organizations have apps and data. So they want that agility, that simplicity, that modern commerce or modern console experience, but they still want the control and security and compliance attributes. And if you look across our Apex portfolio, there's a number of managed or as a service experiences that we help deliver across block and file and virtual machine and container type workloads. And the third and final piece is regardless of where you are in your journey, trying to simplify multi-cloud, trying to move more into an as a service framework, almost every customer has a need to drive up utilization and move toward a more modern consumption experience. And if we look across the IT assets that are deployed around the globe, we find this concept of either overutilization, meaning I don't have enough when I need it, or underutilization, I've overbought to avoid that risk, and now I've got some waste. And almost every asset around the globe can benefit from a modern consumption experience, kind of that third pillar of Apex. And we offer that across everything in our ISG portfolio, and we deliver it in 35 plus countries. It's really exciting because I've said sometimes it's perfect timing, right? We've got the right strategy. We've got unprecedented scale as a company and all the global reach that we have at a time when, to your saying, one size doesn't fit all. 
We need to meet our customers where they are. And for our partners, those reference architectures and validated designs, it really helps protect our partners' investment in their technical resources, right? They can really lean into the expertise they have around our software and capabilities and help ensure that it can be deployed at the right place. So you were talking about as a service and our partners bring unbelievable value to help unlock either time to revenue or time for competitive advantage. Share just a couple examples about partner-led services and how our partners can add and augment their value-added services around our APEX services. Yeah, it's, it's a great call out. And, and look, our partner community is instrumental, right, in our long-term success with APEX and our success as a company. And we've really enhanced the portfolio quite a bit from what started with refer capability to now full resell capability across the portfolio. What started with Dell managed options to now partner or customer managed options. Again, an opportunity to provide more services. What began with Dell deployment now, if you're certified, can be partner deployed, another service opportunity. And that's all in the core offer itself. But as we all know, as customers move to multi-cloud and as a service and modern consumption, it's always an ecosystem at play, whether it's those hyperscalers or those cloud stack vendors or northbound integration into tools like ServiceNow and automation and infrastructure as code and all of those integration points provide added partner services capability to layer on. So Cheryl, I think the big takeaway here is we've evolved a lot in the core offer, the services around the core offer, and then the extended services as you engage in any sort of multi-cloud as a service or modern consumption type engagement with a customer. I think our partners have huge opportunities to earn and they're incredibly relevant to our long-term success in making Apex real for the end users. Absolutely. And they're really an important part of our broader partner ecosystem, as you mentioned. And one of the benefits of a robust, rich, strong, technical partner ecosystem that Dell has is we have partnerships with the co-location providers as well, right? Like Equinix and others, so that whether it's on the customer's floor for on-prem or in a colo site, we're offering the utmost flexibility to deploy where it's needed most. And our partners certainly play a pivotal role in all of that. So we talked about the trends from traditional CapEx, obviously the reason and the need for these modern consumption models. And we've talked a little bit about the way with which Apex is available, whether it's completely Dell managed, where it could be subscribed to a service or partner managed, customer managed, where you're subscribing to a product. So for partners, when they're in pursuits and sales opportunities and in front of a customer, and we know increasingly customers all want to have this conversation, right? They want to understand the options and the benefits on whether I do go as a service or traditional CapEx. What are some tips or pieces of advice you would offer partners in their sales pursuits on how to position the alternatives between CapEx, subscribe as a service, or subscribe as a product? 
Yeah, you know, it comes down to good qualification, right? And I think, Cheryl, you hit it when you said, we want to meet customers where they are on this journey. We'll continue to sell lots of infrastructure and CapEx models. And that's a great solution if a customer wants to consume in that way. But I think what partners should begin to listen for that starts to position the portfolio is if a customer wants to move more toward an OPEX model, a pay-per-use, a subscription-based structure, but they still want to dictate the specifications of the infrastructure itself. They want architectural control. They want to be able to specify the node and the CPU and memory and the type of capacity that's configured. We've got a great solution in our subscribe to product portfolio, which really allows them to have access to any configuration option in the entire ISG portfolio available in 35 plus countries, but with that modern consumption pay-per-use type model. The follow-on or kind of the build that we should listen for is if customers want to move away from the architectural control elements, move away from specifying infrastructure, and all they really want is to consume a virtual machine or a gigabyte of block or file storage or a container at an underlying service level agreement, and they don't really care how it's delivered. As long as that unit of measure, a VM, a container, a gigabyte, is delivered under the given SLA, where and how that is presented or delivered as an outcome doesn't necessarily matter. And in those sort of engagements, we've got a full suite of offers in our subscribe to a service portfolio. So I think you should think of this as a continuum. And customers that want to continue to consume in CapEx models, that's great. If customers want to move toward modern consumption and a more pay-per-use model, but they're not willing to give up some of the architectural control that they're very accustomed to or maybe need for their workload or application, we can meet them in that point in the journey. And then for those that want to move toward a more turnkey as a service, where they're just consuming a unit of measure, at an underlying SLA without any of the architectural specifications, we can address that as well. So from CapEx to subscribe to products to subscribe to service, we've got our partner ecosystem and our customer ecosystem covered with what is the broadest portfolio in technology that is now mirrored with the broadest consumption options to support that broadest technology ecosystem. And I think that is a a real advantage to our portfolio and our capability. Absolutely, Kyle. I like the way you articulated that because one of our big differentiators is for sure the breadth of our portfolio, but the approach with which we've taken our apex to market, I think is really thoughtful because it offers the most flexibility for customers and partners to address their real business problems and pain as they are. And as we've been saying, one size doesn't fit all. I often say sometimes if some of our competition or others only have a single offer, if all you sell is hammers, every problem is a nail. 
And that's not the way we're viewing it, right? We're absolutely viewing it to make sure we're highly relevant to address our customers' problems where they are. Shifting gears here, not all of our partners are in the same place in the way of skills, maturity, capabilities. Many of our largest partners actually have had managed services and managed offers for some time now, but some of our traditional partners are really making the transition from reselling, CapEx, traditional way of monetizing value in their business to now this new modern consumption model, which requires a transition in their business into subscription, ratable revenue, reoccurring revenue models. And it's a different way of selling, right? Our sellers, their sellers need to be able to have conversations around what it means to be outcome oriented and use case driven and driving an as a service sale versus a CapEx. What are the couple of things that come to mind that you would bring top of mind for our partners on tips on ways to educate themselves, enable themselves, and get more aware of what's required in these transformative selling models? I think it's a great opportunity for our channel partners to stay stickier and more relevant. I think at the end of the day, from a selling perspective, we're always trying to find the next opportunity to stay in front of our customers and to stay top of mind. And when you move toward an as a service or a ratable consumption type model, you've got a good reason to be there every day, every week, every month, every quarter, whatever your unit of measure is there. But you know, I feel like when you do a CapEx transaction, a lot of times there's that moment of the transaction and then it gets deployed. And then three or four or five years later, right, you may re-engage for a technology refresh or some sort of upgrade along the way. When you move toward a consumption model, you've got an opportunity to be there from a service and support and communication standpoint. And I think it provides a stickier engagement for our partners to report on usage, to report on trending, to identify maybe new workloads. What we actually are seeing in kind of the early innings here is customer might deploy this for VM as a service and we'll stand up uh, Apex private cloud. And then very quickly, they'll find a file workload that they want to move toward a more consumption and as a service opportunity. And you've got this natural, how do I stay relevant and in front of the customer for the subscription I sold? Things like usage and consumption are good reasons to be there. How do I find the upgrade capability, the next workload, the next use case to add onto that service offer? And then how do I find the adjacent service offer, file, block, container, whatever it happens to be? I think every one of those conversations is an opportunity to add value and an opportunity to stay relevant and also an opportunity to extend your footprint. And I think the other thing, Cheryl, we'll continue to see in this space is Many point product vendors are going to move toward their own consumption and as a service models. And I think you're going to see as a service sprawl, right? Where customers now have an as a service offering from point product vendor A, point product vendor B, point product vendor C. I think there's real value, again, in our portfolio, the ability to service the subscription we sell, find workloads and growth areas within that line of Apex business, and then the adjacent opportunities, all in that consistent commerce or console experience 
it really allows us to provide value as a company, but for our partners to stay front and center in front of these customers as they grow and expand the service offerings once they land the initial footprint. It's all exciting stuff and super relevant. So I'll tell you, Kyle, I really appreciate your advocacy for the partners, the support you and your team provide in assisting sales with our go-to-market and our partners on pursuits. And it's a really exciting space at an exciting time in the industry where we're really helping make this transformative shift. So thanks for all you're doing. And before we wrap up and I let you go, I have to kind of give you a little curveball because I always like to wrap a conversation with a closing fact. Share a fun fact about yourself that might not be on your resume, your colleagues might not know, that we might not know about Kyle. What's a fun fact? You know, I had moved five times in 10 years in the early chapters with LEMC, and we ended up in North Carolina, so Charlotte, which is where we call home. And being a native Clevelander, exiting the snow was nice, but we found our way into great country music, which is my favorite genre now, and into some new sports, one of which is uh, what they call wake surfing, which you can do basically at 10 or 11 miles an hour, so it's low impact, and you almost get a West Coast quality wave, but on an inland lake. So uh, I guess a fun fact is I like to wake surf on the weekend, and certainly have become a burgeoning fan of country music living in North Carolina for the last 10 or 11 years now. Oh, I love that. I love that. You're surfing in the mountains. So you're going to have to take a <laughs> selfie in your cowboy hat, you know? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Cheryl, I guess I'll close on a final point. The opportunity for every partner everywhere is there. And whether you engage a customer in a live optics assessment to get after utilization, there's an apex opportunity on the other side of that door. Whether you engage them in a demo to show them the modern console and what an as-a-service experience looks like, there's an opportunity there. Or whether you sit down and have a multi-cloud workshop discussion with our amazing pre-sales engineering team, there's usually an opportunity there as well. So the opportunities are boundless. We just wanna to continue to drive participation and activation. And the breadth and reach of our channel is how we achieve that goal collectively. So let's all go out and set a goal of finding the next Apex opportunity. And if we do that at the scale of listeners we have on this podcast, and we do it at the scale of our global channel, we will continue to supersize this business. So thank you for all you do to get the word out. Thank you to our channel community for all you do to make this real for our customers. And I look forward to seeing you out in the field and working some great Apex opportunities together. Well, Kyle, thanks again for taking the time to be with us today. And we hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please give us your feedback and give us reviews. And be sure to join us in the next couple of weeks for our next episode of The Partner Connection. Until then, everyone stay safe and be well.